Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio Hour 3. Welcome inside The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Oh! Uh, now, earlier in the show, we have him on every week during college football season. We have Pete Futek on. He was on earlier with us, the, the editor, proprietor, collegefootballnews.com. You've heard him on Fox Sports Radio for years. And I'm getting some email from a couple people, Harmon, that say to me, why does it always sound like instead of Pete Futek, it's Ashton Kutcher? I can't be the only one who thinks they sound like other people are like, yeah, he does. Sound. I never thought that Pete Futek sounded like Ashton Kutcher. But now I'm thinking about it, I'm going... Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. 
And maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to play him side by side. Maybe Pete Futek is not a real person, and it's Ashton Kutcher just saying, "Hey, I have another life, and I'm a college football insider." Kind of well, like he's how a big, guy, a big Big Ten guy, Bears fan, Iowa Hawkeyes fan. Yeah, maybe. Like, kind of like was it wasn't Mo Schrute like turned out to be like a big sports blogger when it was revealed all set like a couple of years ago. One of the big Mo sports blogs Schrute. it was Mo's Schrute from uh, the Office. The guy who was Mo's. I'm pretty well, sure Moses Mose is a showrunner for a lot of comedies, so I don't know that he had time for blogging. No, but I think it was. If you, I want to say Moe Schrute was, was sports blogging. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I I I want to say that that's familiar to me. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, that one I don't know. All right, all <laughs> if right. he if he had time to blog too, God bless him. But I mean, he gave me the good place, so I mean, <laughs> I, I, I love him. Yeah. Here we go. Hang on a second. Uh, the okay. The Fire Joe Morgan blog uh, was allegedly, yeah, was allegedly Mo Schrute. So Michael Schur was, yeah. was the, how about that? How about that? Wow. I never knew that. It could have been. It could have been Mo Schrute, Fire Joe Morgan. The blog that stopped like 10 years ago, the Fire Joe Morgan blog. So interesting. Well, yeah, interesting. That, that is interesting, though. But, yeah, if that is true. You know, he's also married to the daughter uh, of the late, great Regis Philbin. Let's that? play. I did not know that. Internet sleuths we are, Mike Harmon, you and I. We could like open up, we'd be a buddy detective show, not a buddy cop show, but like a detective show where people come in. It would be like moonlighting, except it's you and I, and there's not a lot of sexual tension. So we, no. we, we, could, we could solve crimes together. Moonlighting strangers. Yeah, I mean, Just we could get a show. On Let's the worry. Uh, yeah, according to his Wikipedia, he was under the name Ken Tremendous. Okay. And then in 2011, he started writing for SB Nation's baseball site as well. You know. And that's actually his Twitter name. The ladies called me Ken Tremendous for a long time. Just want to let you know when I was younger and single. That was, that was, was, hey, Ken Tremendous. I said, hey, how are you? So that worked. So that was the pseudonym? I love that. That's great. (laughs) Uh, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, Really, what was very shocking today was how the energy of the Clippers collapse story just took over everything that went on in the world of sports. Now, obviously, we had a huge day in college football, which we're going to get to coming up in a few minutes. The Big Ten is going to play this year. Likely, the Pac-12 is following. The Mountain West is looking to play. USC and UCLA have already gotten the OKs to practice once they get permission from the city. And it is one some kind of day with that, but... The overarching story was the story of the Clippers' collapse, losing in seven games to the Denver Nuggets, going down the way they did, blowing a three-games-to-one lead. That story was simply everywhere. Not that it wasn't a big story, but just the fact that it remains so huge, even when new things were happening today, really shocked me, which is kind of good news for the Clippers in a backhanded way because, hey, the you know if you're not winning – uh, the best thing you can be is a team that everybody is paying attention to, win or lose. Well, you know, yeah. the Lakers win or lose, that's a big deal. And the welcome to that uh, new elite status, LA Clippers. It's like you know they're they're jumping up in in uh, uh, in, in airline uh, uh, points, and and oh, you're you're an elite elite member now. You get to sit next to the pilot. Oh, you're an elite 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 member. You can sit on top of the plane in your own little seat. Uh, that's kind of where the Clippers are because they push the conversation, and they're at that point, which really is good news because they are one of the most popular teams in the NBA. They are incredibly relevant. So even in defeat, 
it is it was all Clippers all the time. Even when the Bucks lost and Giannis went out, and this is an MVP that we're talking about. It wasn't as much energy and as much attention as the Clippers. What people spent talking about the Clippers today. No, I think part of it is, hey, you're in L.A., you've arrived to some degree, they've now become the hated team, right? People are always going to have their issues with LeBron. For whatever reason, uh, we'll let them enumerate them wherever they need to in the blogosphere, on radio, TV, etc. But the the Clippers with Patrick Beverly and, and some of the smack talk, and, and we certainly saw how much the vanquished opponents, read the Blazers, uh, enjoyed them being sent home. Hey, we haven't booked for Cantoon yet. You want to come? You know, that kind of thing. So we we watched that unfold. So I, I think there's that. You got a bunch of commercials for Kawhi all of a sudden. Didn't say much in him, but he was in commercials uh, and put over as, you know, the other guy in L.A. and certainly us living here in Southern California. That's all anybody wanted to talk about these last 24 hours. The street lights over spotlights, ad slogans and everything that, really was an extension going all the way back to, you know, Lob City and everything that we'd had for years, but just on a different level because you brought in a guy who'd actually won something somewhere else. And as we had talked about with at great lengths the last couple of weeks and certainly once again yesterday, uh, you can find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, FoxSportsRadio.com, clips on at How About a Fresca, at Swollen Dome, uh, that you probably heard again somewhere this morning, uh, talking about Kawhi being a part a chip uh, in these other stops as opposed to being the guy and, and having his name suddenly put into the mix of the all-time greats. Well, I'll tell you what, the way he played in the second half of games, the last couple couple games, let's just say the three, three games where they could have closed out, uh, we're not going to be talking about him as an all-time great again for a while. Uh, I think we can we can kick that to the curb. I don't care if he wins next year. I'm kicking that to the curb for the di- disappearing act that we saw here. It was it was it, shameful for yeah. a guy that you know had the reputation as a closer. No coffee from Jimmy Butler for him. Uh, and it was nice to see that basically verbatim what we said about Kawhi last night and a week and a half ago wound up everywhere in all yeah. kinds of shows today during the day. So I, I really appreciate that. But well, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You know, you hit on the big topic, which is why are the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and why have the Clippers gone home? And last night of the show, we spent a lot of time talking about the individuals and, and the responsibility for the Clippers. And Doc Rivers' mismanagement of the roster, continuing with the same kinds of rotations that he did. He never changed things going on. And the image he has had of being the guy that needs to be in charge, but when things go badly, it's not his fault. Well, that image is gone. Kawhi Leonard and the image of him as an all-time great. Kawhi Leonard's a little overrated, and we talked about that part of it last night, and Paul George and Lou Williams. But to take a bigger look at it and you say, okay, well, we were waiting for Clippers-Lakers since last summer, right? Kawhi's in, Paul George is in, AD is in, Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals. I remember tweeting out, we're just waiting around for that, right? And So, of course, we didn't get it. We get, we get Lakers and the Nuggets. Uh, but why are the Lakers there and the Clippers aren't? And it's really simple. The biggest difference is watch the Lakers, the first two rounds of the playoffs, the sense of urgency that they picked up very quickly in the playoffs, right? From the beginning, hey, we're in trouble with Portland, and they picked up that sense of urgency. They know they're flawed. They know they're not the perfect team. But they also know we have flaws. 
We have to fix them. So what is it? Well, if it's Rajon Rondo having a big night, it's Rondo. Oh, it's not? Guess what, Rondo? You're only getting nine minutes tonight. Caruso's going to get 24 minutes. Oh, it's not you tonight, Caruso? Guess what? KCP is going to get minutes. Kuzma, you're having a big night. You're going to get the minutes. Oh, you're not? I'm sorry. You're getting 15 minutes. The Lakers kept trying and trying and throwing everything out there till they figured out what worked and what didn't. That was what the Lakers did that turned them into a team that's in the West Finals. Because the, you could tell the sense of urgency they have had. They are more desperate. They played more desperate mm-hmm. during the last couple of rounds. I never got any sense of desperation from the Clippers. And clearly when you blow two 15-point leads in Game 5 and Game 6, you know they don't have a sense of desperation. Now, it's not always smooth for the Lakers, but... They know who they are. They know LeBron and AD got to carry this team, and they have to get stuff from the other players, right? So the, the, they know the supporting cast has that sense of urgency. And for LeBron and AD to get to them for a second on this is that LeBron knows, and he knew, me and AD have to work together. We have to figure this out. And no matter what happens, we got to figure it out. And I think it's pretty much to see LeBron and AD have figured out how to play with each other. They figured that out back in the the end of February, and they started rolling through teams. But when COVID came, we kind of lost track of that a bit. LeBron and AD knew, we got to get on the same page. We did it. I did not see Kawhi and Paul George getting on the same page. I did not see that level of desperation, that level of involvement. I did not see Kawhi Leonard keeping the Clippers responsible and keeping them on notice like you see LeBron James do with the Lakers. He makes them responsible for each other. He holds players accountable. I didn't see any accountability with the Clippers. All you got last night was we heard from Paul George and Paul George said, well, we we didn't expect to win this year anyway. Lou Williams said we needed better chemistry. Other players, including Patrick Beverly, well, we, they couldn't play more than three minutes at a time in the fourth quarter. Doc Rivers said, oh, we needed more time together. No, what'd you get from Kawhi Leonard? Not that that's him. That not that that's him. But what'd you get from Kawhi Leonard? You didn't get anything. You need some kind of how do the leaders of the team hold the rest of the team accountable? And LeBron does that. And and he and he and AD did that. And they are following in line behind it. They know who they are. Just like the Miami Heat, they know who they are. They're following Jimmy buckets, and it's everybody else fi- filling in here and there. And it's Bam Adebayo doing his thing, and it's Tyler Hero off the bench. They're figuring. They know who they are. The Lakers know who they are. And for those reasons, it's pretty easy to see why the Lakers are still playing and the Clippers aren't. Well, you, you've got devil, different levels of urgency as you go. As a team, you know, and Paul George, we played the Clips, right? Obviously, it contradicted himself in that regard, right? The Kevin Hart podcast saying, we know that we're on the clock right now, and then trying to dismiss it yesterday. Kawhi Leonard saying, hey, we need more time in chemistry. It'll come over time. So that was his one contribution that to to the post game commentary. But there's just the the difference of leadership styles, right? He's not the verbal guy; he's the jump on my back guy. Unfortunately, he had no no shot, no game. The way they ran defenses at him, and I know it sounds con- counterintuitive saying Denver running defenses at him, but they did. They they hustled the ball away and. And Paul George couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Case closed. Uh, we talked about the disappearing act of Lou Williams. There were times, you know, as we're following it, watching the games, but also following on social media, where the assistant coaches for the Clippers were more vocal and animated than Doc Rivers was. Right? So there, there's that element playing to it. 
But for the Lakers, there's also LeBron James recognizing he didn't have many more shots at this. So waiting on perfection in the perfect squad ain't going to happen. Not to mention that he handpicked this one any anyway, right? I mean, no matter what you say, a lot to do with how this roster was filled out and when they needed help, you know, outside and, and trying to come back. You know, they tried to get Collison to come back. He didn't come back, right? He, he didn't want in. Uh, and Avery Bradley bowed out. That That's part of it. You know what? You've got to try to overcome it. And their energy level has been suspect the first games of series so we'll see what happens against denver but the rest of it is you're you're taking the series from lebron's cold dead hands right i mean he's fighting what 15 and one is last 16 closeout attempts and and that's what we're looking at and that's the difference between these squads yeah the clippers want to play their game and they got boat race down the stretch for the lakers lebron just isn't gonna let them do it he's gonna will it the other way Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I mean, it's it's pretty easy. You look at why, and you see the way the Lakers play, and you see the way the Clippers played. And no matter what, even though the Clippers are the better roster, because top to bottom, they are. I mean, it, you can look at top to bottom and go, who's the better team? Well, the Clippers are the better team. But the Lakers are still playing because they figured it out, and they're playing with much more of a sense of we don't want to go home. We're desperate. We're accountable. And that's a big lesson. Watch watch the big headline for the Clippers. You ready? The big headline for the Clippers in the offseason is going to be, uh, the guys are really hanging out with each other. They're spending time together. They're enjoying each other. They're gonna, they're, they're, you know, it's going to be a much different team. We're much more on the same page. Our chemistry is so much better. Watch, watch that. That's going to be the overarching headline of the Clippers for next year. Watch all the time they're spending with each other in the offseason. All these things. That's going to be the big thing to make you think. Hey, everything's going to be okay for the Clippers. Everything's going to be okay. Meanwhile, if you're Steve Ballmer, you're calling Kawhi and going, Kawhi. I mean, do you really, really, really still hate Greg Popovich? I mean, I, I know you hate him, but do you really, really, really hate him? I mean, really? I mean, I know it was bad when you left, but did, do you really, really hate him? Or do you hate other people? Because if you really, really, really don't hate him, I might be able to get I mean, he might hate you, but I really might be able to get him. That's the big headline. There you're looking for the Clippers in the offseason. Well, I've got to dig that. And let me, let me throw one more thing about the Lakers out, because at the beginning of the season, it was the – Will this squad buy into Frank Vogel and the way he wants to run things, right? The idea that Jason Kidd was stalking him at every turn uh, and that if it went badly, you'd have the coup. Well, they bought into what Frank Vogel was selling defensively. And that all comes again. You know, I'll do it, you know, at the risk of being, you know, tagged a LeBron lover, but he had to buy into it. Once he buys in, everybody else buys in and you flow, and you have that energy that, that flows forward. doesn't mean it was an easy run, and I'm sure we'll have a million documentaries afterwards, but you got to give a lot of credit to, to Frank Vogel, however he communicated to get things started and keeping it on track as we get ready for the Western Conference Finals. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Now, it was nice seeing the teams on the gridiron over the weekend. Luckily, that was just week one. There is no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. And this week, DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings, head to the App Store now so you don't miss this. It's simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. 
This is your call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code JS. That's my initials, JS. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week two action. Enter code JS to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's my initials. The code is JS. Only at DraftKings. Make it rain, and that's rain, R-E-I-G-N. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Coming up next, a huge day in college football. Why we are getting close to what's going to be a full regular season for everybody. That's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestine test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So, a big day in college football and a bigger night in college football because things have changed even in the past few hours from the earlier story today of the Big Ten coming back to play to where we sit right now, 9.30 on the West Coast with all reports coming in. We're going to have a full season of college football, right? It's it's just it's going to happen. Early today, the Big Ten made their decision. We're going to play. We're going to come back the end of October. The one thing that I think they need to reconsider, and they absolutely 100% need to reconsider this, is that they're trying to build in to play over the course of too short amount of time. All right, you have to build in time for games are going to be postponed. You got to build in a couple of bye weeks so you can make these games up because there's going to be COVID postponements. Just look at Major League Baseball because that's that's the sport it's going to be more like. It's not going to be more like the NFL. No, it's going to be like Major League Baseball because you're going to get postponements. And what do you do? You want to make sure you. Have have enough of an ish factor where you can say, all right, well, we miss these couple of games. Well, this week, we're going to be able to make up those games. All right, fine. And that way, you're not looking at, well, maybe the Bulls can't happen the beginning of January. Maybe the Bulls are in the middle of January or the end of January. But we're going to get college football. They're coming back. Big Ten's going to play. And then things got really interesting because for the Pac-12, they were the lone holdouts. And Commissioner Larry Scott uh, said earlier in the day after this Big Ten report came out was that, well, you know, we, we, we're not really allowed to practice. We're not really allowed to get back in. We got rules that say we can't do it. And then Governor Gavin Newsom said, uh, there's no rules. What, what are you talking about? And then it was, oh, the Pac-12 put out a statement saying, hey, we're excited to get back to practice, and now we're going to let teams figure out with their individual cities where and when they're allowed to return to practice again. So, okay. So now here comes the Pac-12. You know they're pushing to play. The Mountain West tonight is looking frantically to putting together a full schedule that's going to start later on this fall, likely the end of October by the time things get ready to go, but By and large, what's going to happen is we are getting college football. We're going to get a full season, and they're all going to wind up competing for the national championship, competing for the playoffs. Maybe we don't see all of the uh, bowl games the first week of January. Maybe it gets pushed a little bit. That's something that will still be up in the air. But the way the world is going is it's going towards that. It's not moving away from it. And certain things you can tell when no matter what kind of holdout you are on something or you think, oh, this is not right or this is the way – you can tell the way the world is going. It's not going back the other way. All right, we're, we're not putting a, we're not unringing a bell and saying, well, no, no, no. Upon further review, all these schools are not going to play anymore. The Pac-12 is going to find a way to play. The Big Ten's already playing. Mountain West is going to. They're all going to play. All right, the SEC came back. The they came back to play. They're coming back to play in two weeks. The ACC is already playing. 
Big 12, we, we've already seen it. it. It's it's happening. College football is here. And slowly but surely, by the time we get to the end of next month, we're going to have all the teams in D1 playing, and it'll be a full season all the way through till the end of December. So exciting that it all comes to this. The, the politics, the political game of suddenly saying, what, there was no rule keeping you from doing anything? Unless there was. Uh, but politically, now, hey, I can... Uh, you know, go Vegas blackjack dealer and say, my hands are off this. Go talk to L.A. County if you need any more uh, in, in interference here. I, I'm out of it, even though a lot of it was was done at the gubernatorial uh, level along the way with confusing charts, numbers, and color schemes. Either way, we've now cleared the, the path, and it looks like with a, a good call tonight, with the L.A. County representatives that perhaps you push forward. Now, you're still always looking for more transparency and clarity about the last bits of medical information. What was the thing to send you over? You know, how much of was political push? How much was seeing your television from sunup to sundown with college football games and even fans in the stands at some of them? Did that leave a, a mark and more calls and and more of a push, the players, the families, and all of those different factors all weigh in. But the dominoes start to fall. You know, still waiting on, you know, more discussion of the testing part of things. The 21 days is certainly curious, right, particularly when we've watched with the NFL. Oh, no, here's some false positives, et cetera. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to monitor that and, kind of see how those tests are administered and, and doubled back, etc. But I know the outrage was, was there in the social media sphere of, wait, they can get all those tests done? Yeah, they're a private entity that has a lot of, a lot of cash. Uh, and, and even if they're public institutions, that, that cash isn't, you know, pushed back into the, the general public here, you know, so they can look to it, use it to administer as they will. And I'm sure each one of them was on the phone with their most prominent boosters to say, by the way, here's what this is going to cost us to get back on the field. Right. Don't think those phone calls didn't happen immediately upon uh, discussion of a revote to go back to play. Right. To make sure that the money keeps flowing in. Uh, to to have these testing protocols because they're not cheap by any stretch. But you'll see some backlash as the the week develops again over the the testing dollars and cents and trying to fight for, well, the essential workers elsewhere to receive similar uh, accessibility to them. So uh, this is done from a we're going to have football. It's certainly not done uh, in the politicized uh place that it found itself twitter at how about a fresca mike at swollen dome the jason smith show with mike Harmon live from the geico studios and you know and the other part of this if you want to be fair with what's going on is that when the big 10 and the pac-12 decided to put out their joint statement and say we're postponing the season till the beginning of january right this is what we're doing we're going to do it they thought everybody was going to follow them yeah they thought we're going to say it and everybody else is going to follow behind us and that's how it's going to go 
and they completely misread the situation and they overstepped what they thought their bounds were. Because there was no way the SEC wasn't going to play if they didn't have to. They wanted to play. The ACC wanted to play. This thing is broken. Look, nothing's been more politicized than the return of college football. So you have to know that, well, the way you see it right away was the states that that are more pro-college football, college football coming back, South and the Midwest, they were coming back. They've wanted to come back. And the states that were saying, let's wait, West Coast and the Midwest, all the swing states, right? That was the one, eh, we don't That's know what right. we want to do. Yep. That's how it was broken. So you have to know that if it's breaking along political lines and, and what people believe about the about COVID-19 and, and, and what they don't, you had to know that, well, if we say no – are the other conferences really going to say no along with us? And that's where I could have told you that wasn't going to happen. The SEC, specific, the SEC, they had been trying to play since the beginning of June. You know, and you've had all these things. We got 30, 40 players on each team with COVID-19 and Boomer Siason throwing out there. Our SEC teams trying herd immunity, all of these things. You had to know that that's what was going to happen. And once the decision to play happened and the season started, then the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they lost their momentum. They lost the backing that they had. And it all went to the sides of the schools and the conferences that were playing. So they went from, we're going to to try to grab power with a with with a decision we that we like and I can never fault someone for trying to make a decision about safety for kids but they thought we were going to grab this power and we were going to run it and it didn't happen and they misread the situation and that's why they're sitting here now trying to backtrack and make it look like it was their decision to come back and play and not that they were pushed into it by a lot of different circumstances yeah it, it's the the politicization of it all if that's such a word Pol- pol- uh, it's he- a tough word to say Poli- yeah. politicization yeah just that that a lot of folks try to deny that at all like altogether and push it out going no it was clearly only a health issue and it's like okay let's not be naive okay especially uh as you you lit it up this is one of those if we were doing the you know election night coverage on the electoral college map we'd be lighting up certain states with different different colors along the way and Lest, lest we forget, you know, President Trump got into this right after Joe Biden put up an ad that showed all the empty stadiums, right? So to, to say that wasn't part of it, I, I, I think is being disingenuous. You, you can ascribe a small percentage to it if you, if you will, uh, but both the presidential candidates decided it was important enough to, to make their feelings known or to to try to swing your heart, mind, and soul during the process. And and certainly President Trump this morning, almost immediately after the the notification that the vote was unanimous to resume towards the season, was back on social media to to trumpet that fact. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where you know what the world needed today, what we all needed today, was more Tom Brady-Bruce Arians controversy, and we needed Brett Favre involved. And hey, sweet, we got it. It's the story you didn't know you needed. All we needed off of week one was Bruce Arians to say, well, that first interception was Tom's fault, and that second one, yeah, that was really Tom's fault. And suddenly it's, oh, my God, the world's exploding. Bruce Arians is calling out Tom Brady. now. Clearly, Even when Bruce Arians retracted the first one, yeah. saying it was Mike Evans' fault. Yeah. Nobody cared. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Still Tom Brady's. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know, and even in Brady's worst days in, in New England, Belichick never called him out after a bad game. <laughs> never. What did he have? What was the four-interception night? Uh, on Monday night when someone asked him uh, a couple of years ago when someone said, hey, you're thinking about making a quarterback change? <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Uh, but this is what we have today. We have the Bruce Arians-Tom Brady relationship as brought to us by Brett Favre. Now, clearly, we're going to want to look into and say, well, maybe Brady and Arians aren't getting along and all these things are happening. And Brett Favre, Brett Favre went on his uh, Sirius XM radio show today saying that these things that are happening right now with Arians and Tom Brady can cause a lot of problems down the road. Quote, I think the last person you want to call out after the first game of the year is Tom Brady. All right. If you don't have that truce, you are barking up the wrong tree. Favre went on to say that dissension could easily enter quickly and things could get bad. I think Brett Favre is looking back at the end of his relationship with the Green Bay Packers and the end of his relationship with the New York Jets. But, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe that's just me. Brett Projecting. F- Brett, Brett Favre says, you know, hey, I'm glad you bring up Tom Brady because you know what I got to say about the end of my tenure in Green Bay when I wanted to retire then I wasn't and then I was a little unsure and suddenly they're trying to kick me out. And let me tell you about Ted Thompson. Uh, Brett, we're talking about um, uh, uh, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians here. Yeah, no, never mind. No, now we're talking about my career. So after this happened today, Bruce Arians went on to say, hey, you know what? Don't worry. Tom Brady and I, we're fine. I was amused when they handed us the Barty Trophy in in, uh, in July. But, uh, yeah, it's a part of the business. You know, you go with it, and uh, it's it's one week at a time, one day at a time. And uh, we win a few games in a row. Everybody be back on the bandwagon, happy. So it's just part of the game. Bruce Arians went on to say he and Tom are fine. As you can say, this is who Bruce Arians is. He is very close with his quarterbacks. He also doesn't worry and 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 fall shy of calling them out. His quarterbacks have gone on vacation with him before in the past. And I go, eh, it's great. Ride that wave right there. Don't you dare throw that deep out when you can't make that throw at the end of the fourth quarter, right? Or I will cut your ass or pull you out of the game. <laughs> hey, who wants to? Who wants another round? Who wants another round? Let's do it. So look. Bruce Arians is not somebody that's going to sit here and alienate Tom Brady. Everything is fine. It is all fine. The one time where I will say, all right, let's see how things go, because this is still a 10-11 win team. They're, still, they're too big to fail. Like I said, the, the Bucks are too big to fail. But the one thing is, how many times in his career has Tom Brady not been a front runner when it comes to the regular season? Always, right? He's always a front runner. The 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 New England Patriots were always out to a big lead in the division. They were always at the top. They were always playing home games in the playoffs. They were always front running. There was never a time where all oh, the Patriots are struggling. I mean, they're twelve and four every single year. There was no time where it was, oh boy, the the Brady look look at him sitting here at three and five. 
He never had to go through adversity. So that's what I worry about. Not about Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, their relationship. I worry about what if things get off to a bad start for Brady? Because he's always been a front runner. He's always been good. His teams have always been good. They're always out to a big record in the beginning. What happens if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggle? Brady struggles, and they're one and two, two and three, two and four, three and four, three and five. What happens to Tom Brady if that's how it starts? Does he press? Does he turn back into a guy who yells at his teammates like he did when things went bad in in New England? That's what I worry about. Brady's always been a front runner. How does he deal with all kinds of adversity? Because he's never really had to deal with that in the regular season before in his career. Your curious uh, obsession with whether he yells at his teammates always gets me. <laughs> that obsession. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, but that's they, what he does. That's Brady's thing. Whenever things aren't going well in the game, he knows the camera's on him. He yeah, yells yeah. at his teammates because he like he wants everybody to know it's not my fault. He's it's my teammates' them. fault. Yeah, no, no. Well, I want to make sure when the camera's on me. And how do the cameras always find Brady when he's yelling at his teammates? They always seem to find him when he's there. And he's yelling because it's not my fault. It's your fault. That's Brady. That's what he does. Well, I guarantee there's the from the truck. It's all right. Which camera's Brady's today? Camera nine. All right, nine, nine. Just stick with it. He's about to explode. Look at him. Nine. <laughs> so we have that rolling with it as well. Uh, but I, I think it'll take a few games, right? If they finish the first quarter of the season and they're one in three or, heaven forbid, it's really gone a completely awry at, a, at an 0-4 start heading into that game with Chicago. And and the resurgent Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, I, I think yeah. The, then we start wondering about the press and how ugly it could get because Bruce Arians is not going to bite his tongue. I think that's the most entertaining part of what's to, ahead here in 2020. Hey, watch out if Brady's got to face that adversity and they're not front runners. What happens? Tom that's Brady's never story. been hotter. Stop with that. Two big stories out of basketball coming up next. Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 